Manda kalara basiti ki balada basunto ko belegi da bakarara basanta rekere bosunto ko bondo brataka pororo boshakata yala mande kere bosunto ko belegi da bakarariga rondo ko zonto ko belegi zoveleki kapararega bashata rondo ko zonto ko belegi zoveleki takabararega rondo safrande shele brondo pranaga boshata kabalege ziza kataya leki kabarako soto ko belegi do koshta kavela rondo soto Ega bashata, oh hallelujah, legede sizavela krondo supra kadejana manda kabaya, regede bosotoko belegi jeno monta kabarara bashata, gila braraga bashata kabaya, livraraga bashata kabaya, ekere bosonda kalabranda kabara rege bosondo kobraraga boshakata yala mande kere boshataha, e karara basonde kila bahaya, yes legete bonde sheli vrondo vrakadejana manda kabaya, yes in the bond of regedition. Manta Kabaya in the month of change, Katashunda Kaparaiga, Reba Rakosa Zabakatia. And we are effecting changes all around the world by the power of the Holy Ghost. Katayala Manjiki Rigiri, Bondo Bragadation Amandi. Oh, glory to God, Lekere Osundo Kobradagabashata. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Prayer and devotion right now we're going to be praying and we're going to be taking a scripture reading first timothy 2 from verse 1 to 4 i thought therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men for kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to be praying for the salvation of men, especially, you know, the people, um, Pastor Chris was telling us on Sunday and was explaining to us how that, you know, people are being paid to go into different nations of the world as mercenaries, you know, to stir up wars, to stir up fights, you know, um, and and um, cause serious conflicts and wars, you know, putting the country in a state of um, um, no peace, but, but trouble, you know, stirring up the country in a negative way. So we're going to be praying that those people that are being sent out, of course, they are being paid money as mercenaries and missionaries of at different levels to different countries. We're going to be praying right now that salvation are coming to those people. The spirit of salvation is upon them, even, even in their camps, as they are setting up, as they are going to the places. Yes, the messenger angel is meeting them through the rhapsody of the realities. People, you know, there's a conviction of salvation that comes upon them. The angels are being displayed patched to those set of people right now that their, their hearts are turned from the wickedness that they've been they've been set up and paid to do to salvation hallelujah let's kindly unmute our mics right now and begin to pray pray for them salvation has come to them Galaba Shatakabale, Gedibus, Tokobele, Gidokoro, Bosati, 
We begin to hear from far and wide encounters with angels, encounters with the Spirit of God. Salvation encounters. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus. That these emissaries, these machineries of God, sent into the different continents, into the different nations of the world. These ones we begin to experience God. They have encounters of the Spirit, encounters with angels. Just the same way Paul had encounters with the Spirit of God. Just the same way Paul had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. This was of God. They become a power. No longer in unison with their contractors. Hallelujah. Yes, those wickedness has come to an end. Those wickedness has come to an end. This was a numbered for salvation, not numbered for wickedness. Numbered 
le bonde bilaba mila kusakata yala ba kila musa katakaba le bradus kalamanda kabaya yes hallelujah we say who you judge us of souls from these ones oh god in the name of the lord jesus ligrada kabasa tagabaya suddenly their hearts are turned around suddenly their minds are changed hallelujah from wickedness oh god to the thought of salvation to the thought of eternal life lika sakaka bonde prakadishan amanda kabaya Oh hallelujah. Legi go belegi do vorodo go bosoto ko braga bashata. Blessed be God, blessed be God. Blessed be God, blessed be God. Karasata kabaya da bashata kabaya. Yes for what you did for one you will do for another under the same circumstances. What you did with Paul you will do with this man hallelujah. Mika sata kabaya da bashata kabaya. Ye kene wo sunda kalabashata kabaya. Yes you will turn their lives around oh God. We will turn their hearts oh God from wickedness to salvation in the name of Lord Jesus, oh, baka seke de bonshana manda kabaya. Yes, hallelujah. Leke benege de basataya. From these ones who have a huge harvest of souls, a huge harvest of souls for the kingdom of God. Masata kabaya la basata kabaya. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. For in Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Yes, it is a season of change, and that desire change, we can cause it to happen. We can effect it in this season. Effect it in this season. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to lead prayers today again. Over to you right now for the Rhapsody of Realities devotional. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another time of devotion with the Lord. And today is Thursday, 11th of March. And our devotional article title says, A Solid Foundation with the Word. Acts 6 and verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. A solid foundation of the word of God is what will determine your reaction and disposition to life and circumstances around you. Think about the thing, think about the happenings in the world in the past months. The reaction and actions of some Christian is proof they never had the right foundation. Some were completely disillusioned and ran into hiding to isolate themselves while looking to government leaders for help and guidance. They were terrified by the same things that frightened the world that shouldn't be. I'm sure this first paragraph is not um, an introduction for many of us because these are things we've talked about in these devotional times again and again. The church isn't a group of sissies. We are soldiers. We are tough for Christ. How could a Christian be afraid of a virus? After Jesus said in Luke 10 and verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is a sovereign declaration. It's unequivocal. You are superior to anything that hurts or binds. You are uninfectable. Um, some of us, we know that line very well in, our, in, in the list of our affirmation because it's something we say often. I am superior to anything that hurts or binds. You should say to yourself even now, I am superior to anything that hurts or binds. But you see, if you don't know this truth, you'll be terrified. 
This is why we bring you the word of God every day to build you up in Christ, to impact knowledge to you. Acts 30 and verse, Acts 20 and verse 32 says, and now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. If you are brought up on the foundation of the word of God, nothing will move you. Recall the words of Jesus in Luke 6, 47 to 49, as he distinguished between the one whose life is founded on the word of God and the one whose life isn't. He said, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. I will show you to whom he is like. He is like, he is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. For it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man with that, that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Build a solid foundation for your life with the word of God. Yesterday, I posted some um, screenshot of social media post by some men of God, which many of you know. I think that this last scripture explains it. They never had a foundation in the word. If they did, they would not fall in these times. The word of God is the word of God. The word of God is the word of God. I remember it was, um, was it 2018 or 2019? Where we were, yeah, it was 2019 when we were about entering into 2020. As at this time, my cell hadn't split. And I remember that there was a meeting we had and I was teaching my members concerning the new year that was coming. And I was telling them that we're entering into dangerous times. And I kept saying that guard your salvation. I say, hold on to that which you believe. I, I told them about the great falling away. And I said that the times are coming. If you don't build your life on the word, the times that would hit the world will hit you away from the faith. I didn't know what exactly was going to happen in 2020. I didn't know about the pandemic and the things that will follow, but I knew by the spirit that we were entering dangerous times where the faith of Christians will be tested. You say you believe in Jesus. It's not in the mouth. Life will test you. Maybe before night, it's people that have been testing you. They do you this, they do you that. You go to your room and you'll be crying to Jesus. It's people. Life itself is testing everyone. And see, we are in a season where <laughs> it is a general test. My brothers and my sisters, every single person on earth is passing through this test. They are the days when they say, um, yesterday we read about the evil day, right? The evil day is not the same day for everybody. The devil chooses from time to time. But every Christian through their lifetime will have a fair share of the evil day. For some, it will come more than once. But we are in a season where everybody, you say you believe in God, even the one that is, does not believe is tested, how much more the one who believes. So, so do not be shocked that even men of God can fall. So-called men of God, ministers of the gospel, many of us grew up listening to. Some of them, we've never seen them real life, but we've seen them on TV. We've been inspired. We've been excited listening to them. We've loved them. We've admired something about them. Suddenly, 
they are coming to tell us that the Bible is not real, right? It's not real. And they preached it all their lives. Brothers and sisters, they were studying to preach. They were not studying to build their lives. And this is one thing you must avoid. Do not study to preach. Don't try to want to impress anybody. Study the word of God for yourself. Know it for yourself. Know God for yourself. Somebody was, well, the, 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 the day that um, my pastor, Pastor Chris, addressed the issue of the answers. There was someone who was with me. And then she said, everything you said about the answers, Pastor Chris said it word for word. Please, did you discuss with him? I said, no, I didn't discuss with Pastor Chris. I discussed with my father. We shared the same father. I said, it would be, it would be foolish of me as a Christian to call God my father and not know the heartbeat of my father and not know the mindset of my father and, and not know what my father would think, would say about a particular matter. No matter how it happens, no matter the deception with which he enters the world. Do you know that one of the gifts that the Christian has, if you would choose to harness the gift, is the gift of discernment of spirits. Are you able to discern spirits? As you, are you easily deceived? You see, the thing about building your life on the word of God, my pastor will say that. If you know the truth, if the truth be in you, you know, the Bible says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It didn't, it didn't say set free, make free. That means you will live in freedom as a way of life, irrespective of what happens. He said, if you know the truth, if you believe the truth, he said, you can never be deceived. He said, but if per adventure you are deceived, it will not be for long. And let me explain to you why it will not be for long. You see, every day that you wake up, for instance, this, do you know that you, um, showing up here on a daily basis is an exposure to the truth? Because it is the truth that we talk about here. We don't have another gospel. We don't have another message. The message of Jesus Christ is what we preach. We pray for the first 15 minutes according to 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4. It is what the instruction of the Bible says for us to pray for all leaders and for all men. So we are not of them that complain and that insult. We come and we pray. And we know that according to the Bible, we are making changes because it says where two or more of you will gather, will pray concerning anything. He said, when we gather, he's there. Then he said, when we pray, if we agree, he, it is done. Then we go into the devotion. The Rhapsody of Realities is, is the best-selling devotion in the world. It has been proven to change lives. Tested and proven. <laughs> it's not a curriculum of inspirational speech. Paul said, I didn't come to you with inspirational speech. I didn't come to you with corny fables of men. Not those ones that it's, oh my God, oh my God, oh, hallelujah, it's inspiring. No, 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 that's not what, that's not what it brings. He said, I came to you with the gospel that is backed up with the demonstration of power. See, I was telling somebody yesterday, she was alarmed that the post I posted on, the, on our tele, Telegram group, and she was alarmed at the category of ministers. And I told her something. I said, I'm not alarmed. She said, why? I said, check out those ministers. They never had the supernatural in their ministry. It is not far-fetched. Because the gospel that we believed is the gospel of the supernatural. When you have laid your hands on the sick and healed the sick, you don't need somebody to preach another gospel to you. You cannot disbelieve that Jesus can... See, it's an insult. It's an insult eh, to the gospel of Christ to say, that we have to take a vaccine to protect us from a virus. It is an insult of the highest orders, order. Even the angels, 
I'm sure if they could slap some of us, they would have slapped a lot of us, eh? Even me, myself, I would have helped them in the slapping. I'm sure some of you are laughing. I'm serious. If you say you believed in Jesus, believe in him now. If you did not believe, let's know you did not believe. Why did you preach Jesus? Why did you say he's a healer? Why did you say he raised the dead? Why did you preach this, this supernatural in, according to the scriptures and then come back and tell us that we need to take a vaccine to protect ourselves from a virus? A virus? Jesus laid hands on lepers? Is the, is the, is the virus worse than leprosy? Jesus raised the dead? Jesus is far. Brothers and sisters have healed the sick. Brothers and sisters, I've raised the dead. I've called a dead man back to life. Me, Amaka Modi. I don't need anybody to preach another gospel to me. And this is what the word of God is telling us today. Prove the word in your life. Prove it. If you prove it, you will not need somebody to convince you whether the gospel is real. Prove it. Everything in the Bible is true. It works. Prove it. It will not work for you except you work it. It is when the word of God has not worked for you that you can doubt it and somebody else can convince you otherwise. We are not of them that are easily deceived. And I'm grateful to God till tomorrow, till heaven, because I'm going to have to ask Jesus to thank Pastor Chris for me, that he sent me to a ministry of a man of God who is bold about the gospel, who does not cower in the face of adversity, who does not care whether the whole world is against him. Many of us can't face rejection. Many of us can't face rejection. Jesus was rejected. Long ago in my Christian journey, I told myself, if we were a hundred people and 99 were going in a separate direction and I was the only one going in one direction, if I knew that that direction was the right direction, it doesn't matter. I'm okay. I'm comfortable going alone. Eagles fly alone, but they fly the highest. Prophets walk alone. I'm not uncomfortable to walk alone. I'm not uncomfortable to be by myself. I am comfortable in my own skin. I don't want to be like somebody else. But when you haven't come to that place of conviction, your faith will waver. Your convictions will cower. When the challenges of life comes, you are, you are in between. You go for an interview, they ask you, are you a Christian? You say, um, um, it, it depends on how you see it. It depends on how you see it. Denying Christ because you want to get a job? Christ has made some of us job givers. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Those who fall are not here, for our lives are daily built strong in the word of God. These words that you hear, I believe you know they are not fairy tales. You already have testimonies. 17th of this month will be two months we've been doing this. You already all have testimonies. So you know that this is not a gathering of religious people. We know what we are doing. And we're holding ourselves accountable to the rapture. Nobody's falling away. Nobody. We will not allow you. And it is not a permission. We will not seek permission from you spiritually by virtue of your connection with us in this place. No one will fall. Rather, we will cause many others to stand. And this is the reason I say invite your, your cousins, all those your cousins that are arguing with you about COVID-19. Invite them to be inspired by the word. Invite them. Let them come and hear these words. And let's see where their argument stands. All those your colleagues, send them the link. Let them join the group. Send them the link in the mornings. Let them join this, the session. I'm bold about what I believe in. I'm proud to be a Christian. And I stand with Jesus Christ. Anybody can call God. Anybody can preach God. Jesus is the main bone of contention. How many people can call his name boldly on social media? How many can identify with him boldly? God bless you guys. I'll hand over to Sister Joy and she'll take us through the further study and the RR confession. Thank you so much.
Wow, thank you so much, Ma, for your words every morning. These words guide us and guard us, hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'll be taking the further study, and we're reading from Matthew 7, 24 to 27. It says, therefore, whosoever heareth these things of these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended. And the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Also reading from Romans 12, 11 to 12. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And finally, Colossians 3, 1 to 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ seated on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. You, please don't mute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I consciously set my thinking on spiritual things, building a deep and firm foundation through consistent study and meditation on the word of God. I'm tough for the Lord a gallant soldier in the end time army. As I give myself to prayer and to the ministry of the word, the will and purposes of God are established in the earth and in the hearts of men. In Jesus name, amen, hallelujah. Thank you so much esteemed sister Maka for this opportunity. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Um, right now, I will be handing over to Bordeauxie as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on where we're connecting from in the world. Well, thank you so much, Sister Marka, for this wonderful platform. Thank you for always being an inspiration. I'm surely inviting all my cousins to this platform, get them all inspired. So we're reading um, the book of Mark, Mark chapter 14, and we're reading from verse 53. Praise God. We're reading the message translation of the, of the New Testament, and it's been a very interesting read, all true. We have the caption, condemned to death. Praise God. They led Jesus to the chief priests, where the high priests, religious leaders, and scholars had gathered together. Peter followed at a safe distance until they got to the chief priest's courtyard, where he mingled with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. The high priests, conspiring with the Jewish council, looked high and low for evidence against Jesus, by which they could sentence him to death. They found nothing. Plenty of people were willing to bring in false charges, but nothing added up, and they ended up canceling each other out. Then a few of them stood up and lied. We heard him say, I am going to tear down this temple, but built by hard labor. Built by hard labor. And in three days, build another without lifting a hand. But even they couldn't agree exactly. In the middle of this, 
the chief priests stood up and asked Jesus, what do you have to say to this accusation? Jesus was silent. He said nothing. The chief priest tried again, this time asking, are you the Messiah, the son of the blessed? Jesus said, yes, I am. And you will see it yourself. The son of man seated at the right hand of the mighty one, arriving on the clouds of heaven. The chief priest lost his temper, ripping his clothes, he yelled, did you hear that? After, after that, do we need witnesses? You heard the blasphemy. Are you going to stand for it? They condemned him one and all. The sentence, death. Some of them started spitting at him. They blinded his eyes, then hit him saying, who hits you? Prophesy. The guards, punching and slapping, took him away. Some of us will have to be bold like Jesus and stand for what we believe, no matter how it sounds in the ears of others. And the caption, the rooster crowed, verse 66. While all this was going on, Peter was down in the courtyard. One of the chief priest's servants, girls, came in and seeing Peter warming himself there, looked hard at him and said, you are with the Nazarene Jesus. He denied it. I don't know what you're talking about. He went out on the porch. A rooster crowed. The girl spotted him and began telling the people standing around. He's one of them. He denied it again. After a little while, the bystanders brought it up again. You have got to be one of them. You have got Galilean written all over you. Now Peter got really nervous and swore. I never laid eyes on this man you are talking about. Just then, the rooster crowed a second time. Peter remembered how Jesus had said, before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. He collapsed in tears. Praise God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit we have, not by power, not by mind, but by God's Spirit. We rule and reign in Christ. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. And at this moment, I'll be handing over to Brother John, who will take us in the Old Testament reading. Praise God. Thank you very much, Brother Dozi. Also, thank you again. <laughs> Can never stop thanking you, Estinda Marak, for this platform. So, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night to every one of us in this, on this platform this morning. Now we are moving to the Old Testament. We're in Numbers 29. Now, and um, we're taking three chapters. So, I'll be reading the first two. Praise God. So from verse 1, <clears throat> Numbers 29. On the first day of the seventh month, gather in, holy worship, gather in holy worship and do no regular work. This is your day of trumpet blasts. Sacrifice a whole bond's offering, one young bull, one ram, and seven male yelling lambs, and seven male yelling lambs, all healthy as a pleasing fragrance to God. Prepare a grain offering of six quarts of fine flour mixed with oil for the bull, four quarts for the ram, and two quarts for each lamb, plus a he goat as an absolution offering to atone for you. These are all over and above the monthly and daily whole bond offerings, with their grain offerings and drink offerings as prescribed, a pleasing fragrance, a fire gift to God. On the tenth day of this seventh month, gather in, Holy worship, humble yourselves and do no work. Bring a whole bond offering to God as a pleasing fragrance. One young bull, one ram, and seven yelling male lambs, all healthy. Prepare a grain offering of six quarts of fine flour mixed with oil for the bull, 
four quarts for the ram and two quarts for each of the seven lambs. Also bring a he goat as an absolution offering to atone for you in addition to the regular whole bonds offering with his grain offering and drink offering. Verse 12, gather in holy worship on the 15th day of the seventh month. Do no regular work. Celebrate a festival to God for seven days. Bring a whole bond offering, a fire gift of pleasing fragrance to God. Thirteen young bulls, two rams, and fourteen yearling male lambs, all healthy. Prepare a grain offering of six quads of fine flour mixed with oil for each of the bulls, four quads for each ram, and two quads for each of the fourteen lambs. Also bring a he goat as an absolution offering, in addition to the regular whole bond offering, with his grain offering and drink offering. Verse 17, on the second day, on the second day, two foods, two rams, and 14 yearling male lambs, all healthy. Prepare grain offerings and drink offerings to go with booze, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes. And bring a heat absolution offering in addition to the regular whole bunch of on the third day, 11 bulls, two rams, and 14 million lambs, all healthy, prepared grain offerings and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes, and bring he goats and an absolution offering in addition to the regular cold offering. It's grain offering and drink offering. Verse 23, on the fourth day, 10 bulls, two rams, and 14 million lambs, Prepare grain offerings and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes, and bring a he goat as an absolution offering in addition to the regular whole bonds of with his grain offering and drink offering. On the fifth day, nine bulls, two rams, and 14 male yearling lambs, all healthy. Prepare grain offerings and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes, and bring a he goat as an absolution offering in addition to the regular whole bonds of with his grain offering and drink offering. On the sixth day, eight bulls, two rams, and 14 male yelling lambs, all healthy, prepare grain offerings and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs following the prescribed recipes. And bring a he goat as an absolution offering in addition to the regular whole bonds offering and its grain offering and drink offering. Verse 32, on the seventh day, seven bulls, two rams, and 14 male yearling lambs, all healthy, prepare grain offerings and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes, and bring a he goat as an absolution offering in addition to the regular whole bonds with his grain offering and drink offering. Verse 35, on the eighth day, gather in holy worship, do no regular work. Bring a fire gift of pleasing fragrance to God, a whole bond offering, one bull, one ram, and seven male yelling lambs, all healthy. Green offering and drink offerings to go with the bulls, rams, and lambs, following the prescribed recipes, and bring a he goat as an absolution offering, in addition to the regular whole bond offering, with his grain offering and drink offering. Verse 39 sacrifice this to God as his congregation. At your set feasts, your whole bond offerings, grain offerings, drink offerings, and peace offerings. These are all over and above your personal vow offerings and free will offerings. Moses instructed the people of Israel in all that God commanded them. Wow. Okay, move to Numbers 30 now. Quickly. And um this is a short one. So from verse one, Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes of the people. Okay, the caption is vows. Moses spoke to the heads, heads of the tribes of the people of Israel. This is what God commands. When a man makes a vow to God or binds himself by an oath to do something, he must not break his word. He must do exactly what he has said. When a woman makes a vow to God and binds herself to by a pledge, as a young girl still living in her father's house, and her father hears of her vow or pledge, but says nothing to her, then she has to she has to make good on all her vows and pledges. But if her father holds her back when he hears of what she has done, 
none of her vows and pledges are valid. God will release her since her father held her back. If she marries after she makes a vow or has made some rash promises or pledge, and her husband hears of it or says nothing to her, then she has to make good on whatever she vowed or pledged. But if her husband intervenes when he hears of it, he cancels the vow or rash promises that binds her and God will release her. Any vow or pledge taken by a widow or divorced woman is binding on her. When a woman who is living with, with her husband makes vow or takes a pledge under oath and her husband hears about it but says nothing and, and doesn't say she can do it, then all her vows and pledges are valid. But if her husband cancels them when he hears about them, then none of the vows and pledges that she made are binding. Her husband has cancelled them and God will release her. Any vow and pledge that she makes that may be to her detriment can either be affirmed or annulled by her husband. But if her husband is silent and doesn't speak up day after day, he confirms her vows and pledges. She has to make good on them. By saying nothing to her, when he hears of them, he binds her to them. If, however, he cancels them sometime after he hears of them, he takes her guilt on himself. These are the rules that God gave Moses regarding conduct between a man and his wife and between a father and his young daughter who is still living at home. Now we go to the last chapter of today, Numbers 31. Okay, so the, the captions, the Midianite war, God spoke to Moses. Avenge the people of Israel on the Midianites. Afterward, you will go to be with your dead ancestors. <laughs> Moses addressed the people. Recruit men. Recruit men for a campaign against Midian to exact God's vengeance on Midian. A thousand from each tribe of Israel to go to war. A fighting force of a thousand from each tribe of Israel. Twelve thousand in all was recruited. Moses sent them off to war, a thousand from each tribe, and also Phinehas, son of Eleazar, who went as priest to the army in charge of holy vessels and the signaling buggers. Then they attacked Midian, just as God had commanded Moses, and killed every last man. Among the fallen were Eli, Rechem, Zor, Hor, and Ariba, the five kings of Midian. They also killed Balaam, son of Beor, with the sword. He finally died. The people of Israel took the Midianites, women and children captive, and took all their animals and herds and goods as plunder. They burned, up, they burned to the ground all the towns in which Midianites lived, and also their tent camps. They looted and plundered everything and everyone, belongings and people and animals. They took it all, captives and spoils and plunder, back to Moses and Eliezer, the priests and the company of Israel, where they were camped on the plains of Moab at Jordan, Jericho. Verse 13, Moses, Eliezer, and all the leaders of the congregation went to meet the returning army outside the camp. Moses was furious with the army officers, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds, as they came back from the battlefield. What is this? You've let these women leave. They are the ones who, under Balaam's direction, seduced the people of Israel away from God. In that mess at Spear, causing the plague that hits God's people. Finish your job. Kill all the boys. Kill every woman who has slept with a man. The younger women who are virgins, you can keep alive for yourselves. Now, here's what you have to do. Pitch tents outside the camp. All who have killed anyone or touched a corpse must stay outside the camp for seven days. Purify yourselves and your captives on the third and seventh days. And seven days. Purify every piece of clothing and every utensil, everything made of leather, goat hair, or wood. Then Eliezer, the priest, then, then spoke to the soldiers who had fought in the battle. This is the ruling from the revelation that God gave Moses. Gold, silver, bronze, iron, tin, and lead, and anything else that can survive fire must be passed through the fire. Then it will be ritually purified. It must also be ritually washed in the water of cleansing. Further, whatever cannot survive fire must be put through that water. On the seventh day, scrub your clothes. You will be ritually clean. Then you can return to camp. 
God said to Moses, I want you and Eliezer, the priest, and the family leaders in the community to count the captives, people, and animals, split the plunder between the soldiers who fought the battle and the rest of the congregation. <laughs> okay, let me read on. There's some thoughts flowing through my mind. Let me read. Then tax the spoils that go to the soldiers at the rates of one life, of one life out of 500. Whether humans, cattle, donkeys, or sheep, it is a God task taken from their half share to be turned over to Eliezer, the priest on behalf of God. Tax the congregation's half share at the rate of one life out of 50, whether persons, cattle, donkeys, sheep, goats, or other animals. Give this to the Levites who are in charge of the care of God's dwelling. Moses and Eliezer followed through with what God had commanded. The rest of the plunder taken by the army, 675,000 sheep, 70,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, 32,000 women who were virgins, the half share for those who had fought in the war, 337,500 sheep with a tax of 675 for God, 6,000 cattle with a tax of 72 for God, 30,500 with a tax of 61 for God, 16,000 people with a tax of 32 for God. Moses turned the tax over to Eliezer, the priest of God, as God's part, following God's instruction to Moses. Other half share for the Israelite community that Moses set apart from what was given to the men who fought the war was 332. 7,500 sheep, 36,000 cattle, 30,500 donkeys, 16,000 people. From the half share going to the people of Israel, Moses just, just as God had instructed, he picked one out of every 50 persons and animals and gave them to the Levites who were in charge of maintaining God's dwelling. The military officers, commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds came to Moses and said, we have counted the soldiers under our command and not a man is missing. We brought offerings to God from the gold jewelry we got, amulets, bracelets, rings, earrings, ornaments to make atonement for our lives before God. Moses and Elias, the priests, the priests received the gold from them, all that fine crafted jewelry in total. The gold from the commanders of thousands and hundreds that Moses and Elias offered as a gift to God weighed about 600 pounds all donated by the soldiers who had taken the spoils. Moses and Eliezer took the gold from the commanders of thousands and hundreds and brought it to the tent of meeting to serve as a reminder for the people of Israel before God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay. Um, over to you, esteemed Amara. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Um, this morning, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. We're taking our formation right now. And we'll start taking our formation by starting with our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Christ. I, you say your name. I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. And you say your name again at the third paragraph. My love abounds more and more in knowledge. Praise the Lord. At this time, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute himself or herself as we take the formation at the count of three. One, two, three. 
Him is most Praise God. Amen. 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 We will now take the communion. First Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, we thank you. For our faith in your word cannot be shaken, not by the times, not by the tides. By the breaking of this bread today, we declare that everyone in this group, everyone partaking of this devotion, they are kept in truth. They are kept in the faith till the rapture of the church. None will miss their way. None will fall by the wayside. And we say, amen. Break the bread and take it at this point. Verse 25, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the blood. The blood that has a voice. The blood that advocates continually. Solving the, the problem of sin permanently. That nature that has the ability to fall. Thank you, Father. We do this in remembrance that the blood paid it all. <laughs> that it was a one-off sacrifice that settled it all forever. Therefore, if there's anyone here who has done any wrong, 
who feels an overwhelming burden of guilt, who seems like they have erred or they have disappointed. Father, thank you because the blood settled it. Settled it for sins past, present, and even future. Father, thank you, O oh God, because that one is absorbed of every wrong, of every sin, even at this moment, and that body of guilt, that spirit, we cast you out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Restored and strengthened in the faith, and the present shall indeed be greater than the past. The fervency, the fire, the glow, the passion for Christ will be stronger than ever before and no affliction shall rise again the second time. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Please take the cup. I'd like to thank all of our co-hosts, Pastor Deborah, for always taking us through the opening prayer, Sister Joy for the further study and the hour affirmation, Brother Dozy for the New Testament reading, amazing. Brother John, blissful the Old Testament, thank you so much. Sometimes I don't feel like reading, I just feel like you should read everything. But the Martins for the Pauline affirmation, every day our lives are being molded to become the full picture of who God made us to be. The mirror of the word that we look into, we're metamorphosing daily into it. Thank you so much, Paul. You're all inspiring, all amazing, and all a blessing. Thank you so much, everybody for showing up here every day to fellowship with other believers. And thank you for the corporate anointing that you bring. God bless you. Have a most beautiful day. Those going to bed, have a restful night. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let's share the benediction and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen, 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 amen. And surely, God's goodness and mercy will be upon us all the days of our dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. Thank you, Mama. I love you. I love you too. Remember the living machine to the dimension and more trouble me for the other.